Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. Look who's back. Hi. Looky here. With a voice. What happened? Okay, so let me just tell you, 10 out of 10, Recommend a steroid shot in the butt. <laughs> it is like the cure-all fixer. Even if you don't need it or? I would say if you need it. I don't think urgent care would have jabbed me if I didn't need it. Um, so I, m- my son is back in preschool and any parent knows if you have a child in school um, or if you have a child in daycare, you're basically paying for a new virus every single week. Um, and Jimmy had gotten a snotty nose and I had gotten a snotty nose, but I woke up um, yesterday morning and had like no voice, which I assume, but I am no doctor, that it was just from the drainage because I was so snotty. But um, no offense to you guys, wasn't worried, wor- you know, obviously I was worried about y'all, so I wasn't gonna come in studio and bring my germs, mainly because we have a huge event mm-hmm. for Bert's Big Adventure, our nonprofit tonight, and I wasn't about to be hanging around a bunch of kids with chronic and terminal illness with potentially the plague. So those kind of wise decisions that have put you on the board of Burt's Big Adventure. Thank you. Yeah, and as chairwoman, chairwoman of the board, highly irresponsible <laughs> for me not to do something or to go and potentially get people sick. I knew I didn't have the flu. I knew I didn't have strep. I've had those before. I know what it feels like. I wasn't like on, you know, I didn't feel bad. It was just neck up, congestion, snot. Um, and then I was like, well, COVID's on the rise. Mm-hmm. So I was taking no chances. Um, Like Bart was busy. So Jimmy and I packed up. We went to urgent care because I was like, "Eh, you already got a snotty nose. What does it matter? (laughs) Um, And nicest doctor ever. He looked at it. He's like, you're negative for COVID. You're negative for strep. You're negative for flu. You just got some bacterial funk. So there really isn't anything they can give me to cure it, but we can manage the symptoms because I explained to him. At a big event tomorrow night, and we'll mm-hmm. be around a lot of immunocompromised kids. And I, you know, obviously want to be as precautious as possible. So he gave me a cough syrup for night. That way I could wake up with a voice this morning. I have cough pills, so I don't cough during the show. I got an antibiotic, and I also got another steroid. So let's do Man, this. You're going to be like Schwarzenegger <laughs> by 10 o'clock this morning with all the roids in you. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> However, steroids do not let you sleep. Oh, really? You're up all night? Well, I mean, it just took forever to fall asleep, but they keep you jacked. Yeah. So I'm over here like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> well, you're not getting a fight with Kristen today. No, this ain't the temperature. Um, yeah, her temper is like, because I have at least, an, like, it's given me a percentage of a hope of winning. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see how delirious you are, because yes. after our photo shoot, you think somebody in here should be a model. No, I really, really honestly <laughs> do, and I was not sick then or on medicine. <laughs> so we just had our birth show photo shoot this past weekend. We have the most incredible hair and makeup mm-hmm. team, but we don't even, like, take that, take that out of the equation. We have a good-looking staff for the most part. We really do. I, th- I agree. Yes. Well, who's the other part? <laughs> no. <laughs> For the most. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who's the, who well, comprises guess- the not most? <laughs> <laughs> Let me say, we have a really good looking staff for radio. For sure. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as I'm looking around the room and watching people take pictures and taking selfies with people, and, you know, shout out to Jay Gold Salon and shout out to Makeup Envy, who just like crushed it. Um, there was one person, and you know, there's those people who like, you look at them and they're like, they're beautiful or they're handsome. And then there's people who are striking. Like you're, you're just like, 
this person is next level. Why aren't you a model? And that person was at our photo shoot on Sunday, just as far as like hair, eyes, smile, um, all of it. And I'm like, why have you not gotten representation so you can like do some modeling gigs? And that person is Katie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She looked amazing. Like, Katie, your skin is perfection. Your eyes, your smile, your hair. Like, I want to know why you do not have representation and you don't try to get some, like, modeling gigs. Because I I can 100% see it. Modeling could be your Shawshank Redemption uh, sewer uh, <laughs> out of the Burt Show? Yeah. Your, <laughs> this is like your sewer tube to get out of here and be free. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you. That is a huge compliment coming from you. But um, I've just never thought about that. My mom really? tried to do that when I was like five and get me into modeling, but I never crossed my mind at all. I'm like, in my head, I see it as I'm not photogenic. So You are no, you're so very, very photogenic. photogenic. You yeah. definitely are. You I think really, like, really are. I think not to take away from Katie either. I agree with Katie, and I think Cassie should also. Mm-hmm. And you, and, 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 <laughs> Thank and, you. And you too, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, Krista. Um, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you, yeah, I absolutely see where she's coming from. Yeah. It's w- something that I would be open to. Would you, like... I feel like we need to do a little research and find, because I, I know we're in a big city and there's no doubt, I think there's opportunity here. I really, I mean, if it's something you want to do, if, if you don't, then don't pursue something that you don't want to do. I just, I really feel like we could like pick up a catalog and there's Katie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely be open to it. It's just always been like my own insecurities that I feel like have held me back from doing something like that. You got to have that thick skin. You know what yeah. I would really like to do? And I've been wanting to do this for a couple of days now. Uh, there are only really two professions where people can be totally brutally honest about your looks in the harshest way and you're not allowed to be offended by it. Uh, plastic surgeons and casting directors. Mm, yeah. I would love to take calls from people who just had the meanest, well, not mean. I mean, that's their honest. job. Honest, mm-hmm. right? The honest things that they have to say to you in casting or uh, a plastic surgeon. Because uh, that's the only dude and or the only woman in the world that can look at you and go, oh, my God, you got the nose of a pig. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they would say it like that. Yeah, they yeah they're but, very brutally honest, and you're like, oh, okay, can you fix that? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the input. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, But I agree with her. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you got to be my agent. Okay. It's, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm going to need your help if we're going to do this. I'll be your agent. We're going to start searching online for companies in the area. And like I do, I feel like I could, we could pull up our Instagram and there's an ad and there's Katie's face. <laughs> Thank you. That would be dope. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You want right. to do it? You going to yep. do it? Yeah. Right. Go, go, go for it. Go for it. That's the push you needed, okay. girl. <laughs> <laughs> right there. The Bird Show. All right, Mo, so your DJ friend almost got into a fight, like a, a literal fist fight? A literal fist fight. He was kind of invited into a war zone that he didn't realize he was about to be a part of. And it was a gig, like one of his own gigs that he almost got in a fight at. It, it was. And this is one of those stories that is going to make you ask yourself, like you say all of the time, Bird, what is wrong with people? Uh, don't you ask yourself that more and more every single day? Every single day. So to give you some backstory as to how this all came together, a good friend of mine is a DJ. He's a really good DJ. He travels all around the world. He does weddings. He does parties, the whole shebang. And he was in a relationship a few years ago with someone for about four years. It was one of those relationships that, like, all of us in our circle of friends thought 
was definitely going for the long run. Like we, they just was the perfect couple. It seemed like always happy, always smiling. Everything was always great. And then one random day, he calls me and he's like, "It's over." And that's kind of all he told all of us. So we we knew something happened and it wasn't good. But he never really said what happened. Eventually, time passed and we saw his ex with another guy on her Instagram. And this wasn't long after the breakup happened. This was like maybe a month or so. So it became pretty obvious that she stepped out on a relationship and she was with someone new. And I guess he was devastated and embarrassed, so he he never really spoke about it. But I knew he was going through it because he always loved this woman. And he pursued her forever. Like, it was one of those, they were supposed to be together for like 10 years, and then finally she gave him a shot. We thought it was going to take off. After a decade. What did he do after 10 years that she finally said, okay? I think she just ran out of options. <laughs> <laughs> or steam. Steam. Energy. She's just tired. tired. There's a warm body in front of me. I'll take it. Either way, he was like, that's fine. Whatever it takes, right? Gives no Fs now. Nope. Right. Not at all. So they end up, They. this has been maybe, I would say, three or four years now since that has happened. I have not heard him speak about her. I've heard nothing about her at all. He's moved on with his life. It is what it is. So then he calls me, and he's like, you know how you always say if I ever got a story to call you? And I'm like, yes. He's like, well, I got a story. So I'm like, okay, what happened? So it starts off with him getting a phone call from her. And the thing is, she's doing really well in life. What she does for a profession, she makes a lot of money. And I, this new guy that she with, apparently so does he. So I, I think that was a part of it. I think she felt like uh, she was looking for somebody who can match her financial energy, and that was a part of the reason she kind of stepped up on my stepped out on my guy because he's doing well, but she's doing really well. Mm-hmm. And so she calls him, which this was already like the nerve, and asks him to DJ one of her events out of the country. Now, my first thought was, well, why would you say yes? Like, absolutely not. But she knows what he makes when he DJs parties mm-hmm. from when they were together. So she doubled it because she wanted him to DJ the party. So at this point, I don't know if a part of this is like her guilt. A handout? She, I, right. Like, I wasn't sure how to take it. But would y'all do that? Like, mm-hmm. if you got a call in that situation? I wouldn't. My pride wouldn't allow me to do it. Mine either. Mine either, probably. I'll do anything for a check. Where's the, where is <laughs> yeah, country? That. Let's yeah, what country is it? It was in Spain. Oh, okay, okay. I'm going. I'm yeah. Go, yeah. yeah, totally okay. turn me around. Double the fee and in Spain? Double the fee and she's paying for everything. All I got to do is put up with my ex? That's it. Sign me up. Sign me up. I'm in. For, that's how he's looking at it. Four-hour okay. party. I'll get up there. I'll DJ. I'll do what I got to do. Now, when you say she stepped out on him, do you mean she cheated on him or they just the relationship just ended? No, she cheated. Oh. She cheated, cheated. Mm-hmm. And cheated with and the guy she that she's trust, still with. And she trusts him. She reaches out to him. She trusts him to fly him out to Spain, pay him double his fee to DJ a party when he can play or say anything in front of probably some important people after she cheated on him. 100%. That is ballsy. Mm, that it's is very ballsy. Bold. Now, if you knew my guy, it would make a little more sense because that's just not him. He would never. He would never do something like that. Yeah, he's not that guy. It's like he's the guy you would want to do something like that because yeah. of how she hurt him, but he wouldn't do it. Those are famous last words, by the way. I know, right? So, do you, do you think she's the type to try and hook up with him? Like, do you think he, like, maybe their relationship is a little rocky, and that's why she's inviting him out there? Funny you would say that, Abby. Oh, here we go. Funny you would say that. <laughs> Start the pot. <laughs> she, she had too much drama with breakup breakdown. She knows where she these knows things go. She knows how this goes, man, right? Yeah. So, because in my mind, I'm like, why would she ask? Why would you do this? None of it made sense to me until he starts getting toward the end of the story. So he gets there. Um, everything is going as he planned, as he thought it would go. She has him in a nice place, nice hotel. I mean, I can get why he went at the end of the day. 
He's DJing the party, and he starts to realize kind of quickly that it's really weird because although her new guy, the guy that she's with now, is there, she finds herself at the DJ booth a lot. Like, he said to the point where it, it was awkward. Why do you keep coming up here? Like, mm-hmm. just let me do my job. I got this. You paid me to do my job. But she keeps going back and forth asking if he's okay. Do you need a drink? Do you need anything? Almost to where it was weird. Like, why do you keep asking me if I need a drink? You know I don't really drink when I'm DJing mm-hmm. like that. And then eventually, I guess she was having quite a few drinks. Uh-oh. And so she found herself up there, and it got awkward when she asked him to play a song that used to be their song. <gasps> she what song she was is doing. it? You know? I didn't ask. Oh, I didn't even ask. Probably something like that. And, well, he played it because he has to. I mean, that's his job. Yep. But he still, as a guy, is yep. not putting together what's really happening here. How is he not? He's still not putting this together. Because we're dudes. <laughs> exactly. Don't give us that much credit. Exactly. Finally, I guess he wasn't getting what she was putting down, so she just came out with it and said, um, I did all of this because I want you back. <gasps> While the new guy is at the party. So that's someone you can't even trust. I mean, she's already cheated on him one time, and now mm. she calculates this whole thing to mess around on her current. I don't care how hot she is, she can't be trusted. No, and he, he didn't fall for it. He didn't go for it. He was actually angry. He was like, you went through all of this just to tell me you wanted me back. You could have just told me that. Yeah. I would have respected it more. But she said she knew he wouldn't listen if she did it that way. Wasn't he just the least bit flattered? No, he didn't sound like it. No? He, didn't, he was pretty angry what, about it. Was he flattered when he got that check? <laughs> Very. Yeah. Very. I'd rather you tell me there and pay me <laughs> than just text me. Yeah, but no, he said he ain't going back. He's not doing it. He, yeah. he didn't appreciate the way that she went about it. And especially being that she did it while the new guy was there, which yeah. the new guy ended up almost getting into a fight with him. Yeah, break up it wasn't with him his first. Fault. Yeah, before yeah. you do that, right? Can't be trusted. Not no at all. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Former Bachelorette Hannah Brown is getting honest with her ex, Colton Underwood. So a quick recap, if you're not a part of Bachelor Nation like I am. So Hannah was on Colton's season of The Bachelor. Colton was the bachelor that had come out as gay after filming three different seasons. And something that I had always wondered is if the girls had ever caught a vibe from him while they were filming. Because we didn't know this at the time when when he was filming. Obviously, he was identifying as straight. But Hannah now has a podcast where he did a deep dive with him. And she said that there were two different moments where she definitely felt like something stood out to where she thought, hmm, maybe he's not completely straight. They were like, okay, Colton, Hannah, like, you go this way, and Hannah, you go that way. And you were like, wait, what? And I started, I had already started walking. And you're like, where are our shoes? And I'm like, what do you mean? And you're like, I just got, you're like, I just got a pedicure. And I was like, <laughs> wait, what? And I was like, Colton, if I can walk in the dirt, you can walk in the dirt. And you were like, but no. I was like, okay, this is funny. And then... <laughs> <laughs> that so night me. is that like is that really you though oh yeah that's really me like if i yes that would be that, that is, is like so an example of like me and my truth what, <laughs> <laughs> and then got ready for the night and i had on just like some cute heels and you're like oh i like your shoes you're like are those Stuart wiseman's i was like yeah they are oh my gosh and you're like i love their boots and i was like me too and then i'm like wait this conversation is not the conversation I thought I was going like, to be having. Are you supposed to be my gay best friend or <laughs> no, am I like, dating you? That was honestly probably one of my favorite conversations. 
<laughs> it honestly reminded me of that scene in Legally Blonde. You know when she's mm-hmm. deciding if that witness is gay or European, and um, she you know she, Elle Woods like takes a break and she's getting water or something, mm-hmm. and then the witness looks at her and goes, "Are those last season's Prada boots?" And she's like, "Wait a second, I think I might have some evidence against you." Uh-huh. But it's definitely funny to look back on that season with the context that we know now. But I'm glad that they've been able to become friends after this because yeah. I would have felt some type of way. And I do like that they're handling the whole conversation with a sense of humor. I'm sure there are going to be some that are offended by that. Like, yeah. oh, so a, guy, a dude doesn't want to, like, walk in dirt because he just got a pedicure. You know, people are going to be offended by that. But to me, they're, they're, it's fun. They, I feel like they did try to handle it in the most PC yeah. way possible. But, I mean, there will be people who are like, that's so stereotypical. Right. Yeah, stereotypical yeah, right. But I, I, not many men know about Stuart Weissman's. No. <laughs> I got that's a couple pair. First time I ever heard the name. First really? time. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a girl, and I was like, that was the first time I heard of those really? shoes. But, uh-huh. like, props to you, go for having a good shoe game. So if you want to go just a couple steps down from, like, um, Louboutin or, I mean, they're still, like, really nice, well-crafted shoes. Oh, Stuart Weissman's words. Girl, I got to go a couple notches down. I got to go to, like, Pay less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Bachelor alums, two Bachelorette alums are lucky to be alive after their boat sank off the coast of San Diego. This is so scary. These two guys were just on the last season. The Bachelorette was one of the guys I think that you thought was going to win the season, Braden Bowers and his friend Aaron Schwartzman. So they were out in a fishing boat. And they were about 20 miles off the coast of San Diego when one of their fishing lines got stuck in the engine propeller. No, don't get me wrong. I don't know how Mm -hmm. boats work. This is just what they're saying. (laughs) But they said that one of their fishing lines got caught in the propeller. And so Aaron went to the back to try and untangle it. And that's when they said the boat just started to sink out of nowhere. So Mm, these guys were... It doesn't sound... Yeah. But unless there was something wrong with the boat prior and then they get out there and like, like whatever was wrong with it, all of a sudden went catastrophic out in the water. Yeah, it, this just isn't adding up. Like, your line doesn't get caught in the motor, and then the motor just stops, and then the boat sinks. It, there was something else going on they didn't know about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that's the reason why uh-huh. it sank. I think there was something else yeah. going on. If that could sink a boat, I'm never getting on a boat again. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what do you mean it just got caught that's in the propeller? The and it just, quotes started sinking. Like, I, I think boats are a little bit more complicated <laughs> than that. Not that I would know. But anyway, they were stranded out there for three, Oof. and half hours and just clinging onto the boat while it's submerged in water no they just straight vibing in the ocean and so they were hanging out there for about three and a half hours when two men who were fishing for tuna they actually found them they said we were looking for yellowfin tuna but then we found a school of men (laughs) and they actually saved them from potentially drowning because they're like we're 20 miles off the coast we ain't gonna swim back they said they are lucky to be alive um they probably had life jackets on but how long do you guys think that you could tread water without a life jacket? A couple hours. A couple hours? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like 10 minutes. No. Come on, Mo. longer than that. Who's mowing? I mean, you're tired of it, man. Knowing what's on the line, and I'm never going to see my husband again. I'm never going to see my son again. Yeah. I, th- I, I think I can, I can push it. Here's my thing. I think they were probably drinking. If I'm sober, I'm going 24 hours. <laughs> if I got some tequila in me, I'm just going to take the life vest off and call it a day. You could tread water for 24 hours. I think so. Yeah. In a life vest? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, 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 without a life without. vest. Without. Oh. Mm. Two hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Adidas CEO says, yeah, I know Kanye made some anti-Semitic remarks, but he didn't mean it. It's on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. The Bird Show. Her friend asked for some honesty, like, why is it that I can't get second dates? So our listener said, you really want to know why? Because you stink. 
And she obviously didn't take that very well. So where is that relationship now? So we will get an update here in just a couple of seconds. But any updates on which one of us are going to be in a photo in a diaper? All right. If this is not making sense to you, let me explain real, real quick. We have joined the Helping Mamas Team Challenge. Helping Mamas, a nonprofit. They are the Baby Bank Supply of Georgia, and they are currently filling the warehouse with as many diapers as possible. There is serious diaper need in this country, especially due to inflation this year. We want to do our part. We want to help out those families and those babies. So we have pledged to collect 4,000 diapers. We have now surpassed 20,000 diapers. Absolutely amazing. Let's uh, let that wash over you for a second. That's a tremendous amount. I mean, and you guys always come Mm -hmm. through. This is huge. It it, it is. it's bananas. And I say that because Tommy just brought in a bunch for Cassie. All right. So um, we obviously like to go big. So to up the ante, I said, if we collected 20,000 diapers, I would pose nude. Mm-hmm. Or no, 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 no. This up really Do not blame it on the alcohol. Blame it on all the meds that are coursing through my body right now. I would pose in a diaper, an adult diaper, okay? And I roped all of you guys in. I got an email from Stephanie at Helping Mamas. Kristen. And what were the lines again? For- I'm about to run okay. over them. Kristen, I hope you get this email for the show this morning. I was just able to run yesterday's numbers this a.m. Now, Tommy's going to help me out here. <laughs> If we collect 40,000 di- 40, diapers, the entire show is going to pose in a photo wearing a diaper. Tommy? Not there yet. Okay. If we collect 35,000 diapers, Abby will be posing in a diaper in a photo. Tommy? Praise oh, Jesus. <laughs> 30,000 diapers. You're getting Mo. Oh. In a photo, in a diaper. Tommy? Oh. Oh. There are people, obviously, clearly that didn't see that sweatpants picture of uh-huh. well, That would have been there for sure. Oddly, whenever I post about this on my Insta story and tag everybody, there's one person on the show who won't share it to his Insta story. Uh, I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. I haven't been on Instagram all week. Abby's been sharing it. Oh, yeah. Reluctantly. Bert's been, sh- been sharing it. Oh. The Bert Show's been sharing it. I missed it. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You, you missed that photo of me photoshopped wearing a diaper? I'm going to post it on the last day with one hour remaining. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now we got one other person. Bert, if we collect 25,000 diapers, will he pose in a diaper in a photo? Oh, damn. You made it. Damn. Damn. Now, I will tell you, I got to be honest with you. I did have the thought going to the gym yesterday. I might have to be in a diaper. I'm working out harder. (laughs) (laughs) I got to get them legs right. All right. So our total right now. 27,161 diapers. Getting close, Mo. 3,000 away from Mo. Do I have that right? Uh Uh-huh. Come on Uh now. Uh So you and I in a photo, in a diaper. All right. All good for a great cause. We are still now. This ends 
tomorrow, the end of the day tomorrow, because this week is Diaper Need Awareness Week. So very close to getting Mo. At the buzzer. We're going to have to do some digging to get to Abby <laughs> and the entire show. But mm-hmm. y'all be generous, but not too generous. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're sharing this link on our social media accounts, also at thebertshow.com. It's super easy. Um, there's a Goodler link. You, you purchase the diapers right there. It ships directly to the warehouse. We're going to get you in a diaper. I know. I'm afraid of that. Both of my kids were preemies, and I still think I have their diapers from back in the day. I can fit in those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, again, all the info up online. Birdshow.com, baby. Birdshow.com. All right, so today is follow-up Thursday, and we got this email reminding us about a Bird Show listener that was really offended when our friend said, you're not getting second dates because you stink. Uh, hey, Bird Show, I listen to your show every morning on my way to work. I heard the segment about Claire trying to tell her friend she stanks. I need capital letters to know what Claire told her other friends, what they said if stank ever reached out to the other friends. If so, what was the conversation? And does stank, we're not even giving her a name anymore. Her Just name is stank. stank. That sucks. Well, you've been calling her stank. She was calling her stank. But I kind of like the ring of stank, so just go with it. That's like if you have a, a a friend in your kid group that's seven years old, his nickname becomes stank. stank. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, I am paranoid about stinking and take serious precautions. No natural deodorant, so I am invested. Do you remember this, Kristen? I do. All right, so Claire's friend was struggling with getting second dates. It started weighing on her, and she didn't know what the problem was. Claire knew the reason her friend wasn't getting follow-up dates was because of her body odor. She didn't know how to break the news to her, so we helped Claire with the texting tutor. But Claire's friend wasn't uh, receptive to the truth. So what has happened since? Any update? So after the text exchange, things were definitely a bit strange between us. Her text was shorter, and it felt like she was upset with me. I tried to keep text light and didn't bring up the body odor issue at all. I could tell she was hesitant to text with me. But she kept talking to me. So I think she was just thinking over what I'd said. Then, a few days later, something really great happened. She told our friends that she had a date with a new guy and asked us to keep our fingers crossed that it would all go well. Obviously, none of us referenced the body odor issue, but had our fingers crossed that she addressed it. I hope this guy has sinus problems. <laughs> Maybe allergies are affecting him that day. Lingering effects from COVID. Got a deviated septum. Can only smell, smell out of one nostril. <laughs> then, later that night, she texted us all saying that the guy asked her out for a second date. Woo-hoo! Okay. This was obviously a big deal. We were all so happy for her. She didn't talk about making any changes or about the body odor. But seeing how her date went well, I think she might have taken what I said seriously and did something about it on her own. After that, things started to feel normal again with us. She seemed less upset. Mm -hmm. She even said thanks for being honest. She didn't say what she was thanking me for, Mm -hmm. but I know it was about our text exchange. Mm -hmm. So, it looks like we're still good friends after everything. I definitely have you guys to thank for the help, and even though she will never know you helped, I thank you on her behalf. Okay, so it all worked That's out. That's it. All good. Yep. Yeah. Okay. She don't stink no more. <laughs> Hooray! Yay! The Burt Show. Are there any women listening that are brave enough, even if we have to put you on the voice disguiser, to admit that you sort of have a prejudice towards 
pretty women and you just don't like hanging out with them. One eight five five Bircha. Here's the reason why I'm asking. I think we're going to end up doing like two ditcher dates in the same segment here. But I've got a friend that is wondering if this was um, uh, a reason right here, like a big old red flag, like to not date her anymore because she said she confessed to him that there is a new girl in the office that a lot of people are starting to hang out with. And she said she just sort of has this internal rule now where she doesn't hang out with super pretty women. She said she's done it before. When they all go out, she always feels like she's the leftover. Mm. She hates that feeling of being on the outside looking in. And it's happened way too often for her. She felt like um, super pretty women have an entitled kind of vibe to them that she doesn't like either. So she's just decided that (laughs) she's not going to hang out with pretty women, right? And he was asking me, is this like a big old red flag? And I'm like, a huge one, I think. Yeah, it's, but it's in not no, In not knowing if women feel this way, because we have taken calls from women saying that, confessing they didn't want anybody prettier in their wedding, in the, in the bridal party. Yeah, I mean, that people have definitely um, have disclosed that and have shared that. Um, personally, I'm big on vibes and energy and I can almost to a fault. Like if I meet you, I know instantly if there's going to be something there or if I'm just not, we're not going to mesh. So you give somebody like 10 minutes? Um, initially, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, yes. Because you can just really like a person's aura, how they carry themselves, how they speak. Like you can really pick up a lot on a person's energy in just 10 minutes. Um, and it has that their looks has no bearing on that whatsoever. It, it, it genuinely is the conversation. Like I look for kind people, obviously. Like I, I want to be around kind hearted people. And pretty people can't be kind. Yes, they can. <laughs> and so I've never like, I mean, I, I have some beautiful friends inside and out. I would never kick somebody out of my wedding because they, they are prettier than me. Cause I definitely had somebody in my wedding that was prettier than me. And I would never. You so, had a couple people in your wedding. It, it, Exactly. <laughs> I had some good-looking friends. Um, but, yeah, if I was the dude dating somebody and she was just, she put that out there that I don't, I prefer not to have, <laughs> I prefer not to communicate with pretty women, that's, it's a red flag, man. All right, Mary here is the only, we're calling her Mary, not her real name, is the only woman bold enough to be on The Voice Disguiser and go, yeah, you know what, I think I kind of have a prejudice against uh, pretty women. Hey, Mary, Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. So what is your prejudice against pretty women? Strong take. Yep. (laughs) Very good conversationalist. Wow. She came on, didn't she? She regretted calling in. She probably (laughs) felt one of the pretty women in the room and decided to hang up. Can't talk to these people. Uh, She was the only one that was calling up. So, uh, Abby, for you? Yeah, so I I don't think it's a red flag in her own personal life. Look, if you don't want to hang out with pretty people, that's your prerogative. I mean, your Instagram feed's going to suck, but you can hang out with people that are (laughs) uglier than you. That's fine. The only reason why I think it would be a red flag for him is because, I mean, imagine if you guys meet couple friends down the road. It's hard enough to find couple hmm. friends that you mesh, mesh with, period. And all of a sudden, she looks at you and goes, mm, we can't be friends with them. Like, mm-hmm. they're a prettier couple than us. So I think it's definitely something to to flag. But, I mean, if you really like her and everything's going well, maybe write it out. And if it becomes a problem in the future, then you know that that red flag wasn't a hoax. You would see this as a red flag? I would see it as a mm-hmm. red flag, for sure. It's something about the, the lack of confidence in, in, in yourself mm-hmm. to, to feel like you have to 
be that insecure because someone else is pretty, it would, it would rub me the wrong way. All right, ditch her date number two. She's wondering if she should continue to date this guy because he doesn't want kids, but he's so young. Does he really know? Let's call him Andrew. So far, I really like him a lot and thought that things could really go somewhere. Recently, recently, our conversation started getting deeper and we began, we began talking about our future. I don't mean our future together, but what we both individually want for our lives. In one conversation, we started talking about children. I've always known that I would want kids one day. There is no question in my mind about that. I kind of just assumed he wants the same thing one day, but he told me he doesn't want kids. Not just not now, but never. I know for a lot of people, this could be a deal breaker, but I'm not sure if it should be a deal breaker for me. We're both only 21. I'm years away from having kids. I also know people change and what he says at 21 may likely be different at 30. Is it common for guys our age to feel this way about having kids someday? Is it likely he will one day feel differently? Therefore, am I totally overthinking all this? Or should this be a deal breaker before things get more serious, Ava? Totally overthinking it right now. I think so, too. I think so, too. At the age of 21, I mean, this guy is probably still just getting out of his frat party days. Mm -hmm. So the last thing he wants to be thinking about is changing diapers. So he, it's very, it's it's possible that he could change his mind, but you guys are so young. Like, let's get to the part where you guys are even in a serious enough relationship mm -hmm. where this matters. It sounds like you guys are just hanging out you guys have only been dating a few weeks you're still in those young college years you're going to change so much from 21 to oh, 25 yeah. i remember at the age of 25 i felt like the, a, a curtain was lifted my frontal lobe fully developed everything about life i saw differently just just have fun you're 21 mm -hmm. just just enjoy your life i do think she's overthinking it because of the age factor i agree with y'all there but i also think it's a bit dangerous to like bank your future on someone changing i think a lot yeah. of people do that when you go into relationships they tell you who they are and what they want you're like well, well maybe it'll change and you stick around to find out that it didn't so while I do believe that when people tell you who they are, you should believe them, he is so young that it, it can't possibly change. I mean, my husband and I had this conversation early on in our relationship. We've been together 17 years, and he was of the mindset he could take it or leave it. Mm -hmm. Like, he was very like, if we like if I have a kid, all right. If I don't have a kid, perfectly fine. I think he was actually leaning more towards not having a kid. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> surprise! <laughs> well, a lot of people even think that they want to have kids, and then they change their mind yeah. down yeah. the road. So it doesn't really matter what his opinion is now. Kelsey Ballerini just dropped a whole album about this where she was married to Morgan Evans and they got divorced because when they got married at 23, mm -hmm. she wanted kids. Now she's 30 and she's like, actually, not mm -hmm. really the right thing for me. Yeah, and I think I've told you guys the story of my friend who uh, told the woman that he was seeing, like, I never want to have kids ever, 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 ever. And she's like, I'm down. That's fine. No problem. All right. Then they got married and he's like, okay, I'm going to get a vasectomy. And she's like, really? And he's like, I told you. Mm -hmm. I told you. And then she divorced him. Yeah. And he's like, I've told you the entire time, right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think it's too young to make that decision. Just go and have a good time right now. Hey, The Bird Show. Hi, right, Abby is wondering, what is the perfect age to search for a boyfriend? The perfect age. You're putting it into science. Yes, apparently some dude at this bar I was at over the weekend thinks he has cracked the code as to what the perfect age is for women to be searched. If you're looking for a man, for women to be searching for 
a boyfriend. So you really should you shouldn't have like a five year parameter on your Bumble or your Hinge. You just need one year. And this is what this guy said. So speaking of going out with hot girls, I was out with a lot of hot girls this weekend. We were getting stopped left and right. Not for me, for them, which is def- a, a really fun thing because then you have guys approaching you. So I was out with my hot girlfriend group. We were out at this bar. We were all having a good time. We were talking about, you know, girly things. And we noticed that to the table to our right, there was a bachelor party. It's a little weird considering this was the type of bar where you don't typically see bachelor parties. It's a local spot. You know, typically when you think about a bachelor party, you think they're like out in Vegas or Miami and, you know, they're doing shots. This was a very chill, relaxed spot. So we're all hanging out. We're looking at them and we're kind of, we're we're at the point of the night where we're like, we've gotten hit on once or twice, but not enough. (laughs) (laughs) You got a quota. We have a quota. We need at least five compliments. I need more validation. I need more attention. (laughs) I know. We were were striking out. So we were sitting there and we're kind of like, maybe one of these guys will come over and talk to us. They look a little bit older than us, but like we're desperate for attention. It's 1130 on a Saturday. (laughs) If we don't get hit on in the next 30 minutes, we are out. We are going home. God, your honesty is refreshing. Is it? Yes. (laughs) Thank you. So we're sitting there and um, we get our second round of drinks and all of a sudden, one of the guys comes over and we're like, oh my God, we're going to get this is how I feel like when I'm fishing for marlin. <laughs> There's one on the line. There's one on the line. Exactly how we felt. And he sits down. I take one look at him. I look at his shirt. And I notice there's a pin on the shirt. And you know what this pin says? Like a like a, like a, like a button. You know, uh-huh. like a, I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah. You know, with a needle and you uh. stick it through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the groom. And so we're like, oh, he's taken. And we're so worried. But th- maybe he's being wingman. Well, that's oh. kind of what was going on. So he's like, you know, I wanted to come over and talk to you beautiful ladies. I have some friends who are freshly divorced. They're a little bitter, so they didn't want to approach <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm liking his angle so far. But they, he had told me that they had been out drinking all day. And he, we could tell because he started going on all this rant about all these things that guys are doing wrong and that women are doing wrong. And he's like, my dudes are weaklings. They should be over here schmoozing you. If I was single and out on the town, look at you ladies. You guys are solid 8.5s. I'd be over here in a second. So he came over to talk to us. And then he said something really interesting because we are, most of us were single at the table and we were going on, just, we were just complaining about the dating, dating scene and how bad it is. And he said, well, you're doing it all wrong. I said, what do you mean I'm doing it all wrong? He said, well, what age of guys are you dating? I said, well, I'm 26 to so like 25-ish to 30-ish. And he goes, no, you need one age. One age to date. Set your bumble right now to the age of 31. And I was like, okay, I'm listening. I was like, why 31? And he said, by the age of 31, a man has already gotten his party years out of the way. He's out of his 20s. He's real. It's the first time a man, I think, has to look at his biological clock and go, oh, I'm 31. Mm -hmm. I I haven't really done anything yet. And he also said, by the age of 31, usually a man has been done wrong by a woman (laughs) at that point in time. And he said, if, if he finds a good one, he'll be more willing to settle down because he's burned in the past. So I was curious huh. what the men of the birch show thought about this. This is not, fascinating. I love not, this combo you it's had. It's not an awful theory. It's not? I don't think so. Do you, you hate it. 
It's awful. It is. Okay, it's why? Awful. I just don't, I'm not a big fan of the, the big generalization statements as if like all of one thing are the same. It's so different. I know men that are in their 20s that are way more mature than friends that I have in their 40s. They're still out here getting to it like they don't know they're in their 40s. I, it just, I really just think it's a person-to-person kind of thing. But for the sake of debate, because okay. you're right, when you're talking about generalizations, that's pretty boring. There's always going to be exceptions to Always going to be exceptions. But if you had to pick the date as a man saying this is probably the safest it's going to get what is that age <sighs> 31 I, I guess but <laughs> my only thing is this i i actually think i was more dateable in my 20s and i feel like a lot of men feel that way because i i didn't know as much i was a little more naive i think the older you get sometimes jaded yes I, I think you become a little more jaded the older you get and you don't see things as fresh as you did when you were younger. I'm going just the opposite okay. of you here. I think that you do change so much between your 20s and 30s. I got news for you. You change a lot between your 30s and 40s also. Yeah, you do. Um, 31 also seems a little young to me. I would say like 33 is probably the perfect age. 33? Like 33. I, I would say going, 35. I w- I'm going 32 because I like evens over to odds. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's something about 31 and 33 that don't sit right with me, but 32 <laughs> having that nice clean number because you definitely don't want 30 because mm-hmm. you know in, you don't want the 20s and you don't want 30 because when somebody turns 30 they might go ham that year because their 20s are behind mm. them and it can it, it can be a lot to process those those big birthdays are a lot to process so get one maybe two years past that i think 32 it, is it, the go-to it, okay. it's somewhere right there it I is mean, in that bubble though uh-huh I, mm-hmm. I also think a lot of men when you first get in your 30s you kind of really start figuring yourself out <laughs> Sometimes, like, you you start to become more established, and you start to figure out what you really want. I think, like, 30 to 33, you're still kind of in that phase. So, for me, if I were to give it a number, I I would probably think more like 34, 35. I think a guy's really ready. Mike agrees uh, with 31. Hey, Mike, good morning. You're part of the Burt Show. Hey, guys. Yeah, I I agree with this. For me, it was definitely uh, 30, 31. I would say if you're just looking to date a guy... Then, yeah, 20s all the way. But if you're looking for boyfriend material, then 30, 31. There's a big difference between boyfriend and dating. Yeah, I don't I don't hate this theory. I don't either. You know the nice thing about 30, 31 as well is that I feel like when you get to 35, at least some of the men I know, like the party days were going out to the bars, kind of like meh. So 31, though, they still want to go out to the bars. They still mm-hmm. want to hang out. It's just more of a mature hang. Mm-hmm. But you can still have fun and throw down. But when you get into that 35 area, like people get tired. Yeah. You're just going to bed early. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. All. So right. that to me would be like, it sounds like is the sweet spot of somebody who's going to go live life with you, but also yeah. is fig- you can figure out stuff together. Like it's the perfect match. It's not awful. It's also kind of relieving because I realized all my celeb crushes are in their early 30s and I thought maybe they're too old. Turns out they're perfect. <laughs> hey, The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's The Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Well, this is a bold move on the CEO of Adidas's part. So Adidas split with Kanye after his anti-Semitic remarks, but now the new CEO is defending him. So the CEO appeared on the In Good Company podcast and he kind of talked Kanye up. He said, I think Kanye West is one of the most creative people in the world. I don't think he meant what he said. I don't think he's a bad person. It just came across that way. And that meant that we lost business, one of the most successful collabs in history. An important note is that he wasn't the CEO during that entire controversy. He became the CEO 
almost a year ago in November. Um, but I, I, there's just some opinions I think you got to keep to yourself, especially when you have an entire company <laughs> on the line. Now, just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. Um, was it one of the most successful collabs in history? I, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. I think too. it was. Yeah. Yes. Um, I was thinking, you know, as soon as you said that, like, okay, let's just follow the money trail here. Is mm. he saying this because Adidas needs money and they lost a ton of cash after this whole thing? So I figured, okay, let me just go and take a look at their stock and see if they need like the cash right now. Year to date, these guys are up like 20%. Oh, dang. Yeah. I would have thought he would have viewed it as a win to not have been there when this all happened. The fact that he came after is like you kind of had a leeway to just not say anything about it. Yeah, you get to have mm-hmm. the hindsight bias of like, well, I wouldn't have been a part of that. I would have never done it in the first place. Instead, he's doubling down. He would have been like, well, I would have kept it. I would have made the, the other decision that you guys didn't. So mm. yeah. it's not a good look on his part. Mm. Okay, so Millie Bobby Brown, who is obviously one of the leads on Stranger Things. She just got engaged to John Bon Jovi's son and they're getting married. It's really exciting. They're so young. Though. They're so young. She, I cannot believe she is 19 and he is 21. And they're getting married? Yes. They're getting oh, hitched. Oh, no. To be no, fair. Oh, man, no. I, do, do, I think, do I think this is a doomed relationship? Yes. However, I am excited to see wedding photos. <laughs> I also think that when you're a child star, I do think mm-hmm. you are forced to grow. It's it's weird because they say that the mm-hmm. age that you get famous at is mm-hmm. when your maturity stops. But also, I do think you have to grow up more when you are that young because you're exposed to the adult world so much faster. I do I ha- think there's a different level of maturity. So I have a different take on it. Uh, I wonder if these child stars are reaching out to something that feels like roots, like roots, mm. like something secure. So because I think when you're that young, you're not really sure who your friends are, who's in it to um, who's authentic and not. So when you find somebody that's loving and giving you that, you jump on that. It just feels so young to me. Yeah. So I, young. I also think that marriage, when you have that much money at that age, doesn't feel as... Uh, impactful because well, what's a couple million dollars for a wedding? What's a couple hundred thousand dollars for a big ring? I think when you're, you know, just the, the common folk getting married is a big deal because you have your entire life savings on the line. We're not thinking about prenups because we're just regular old people and, you know, they can walk away from a marriage scot-free because they have the money for lawyers. But anyway, on a lighter note, somebody <laughs> asked her if uh, her future father-in-law would be performing at the wedding. I would want him to sing. Like, think about if you're the, uh, the kid of somebody famous and they have a talent like that, I I don't know if I would ask, but I think that could be like a lovely wedding gift for him to mm-hmm. sing like a love song at the wedding. I would love that. For me, no, it's my day. You're the really? famous one. Yeah, I'd be like, you are the famous one, this le- which is fine, but I, th- I could think how easy it would be if you were the child of a, a huge celeb. You always feel overshadowed. Everyone always just cares about mm. your parents or friends you as a way to get close to your parents. Uh-huh. So for me, I'd be like, that is, I want you in the wedding, but that is, you can sing at the rehearsal, but the wedding day, really? the, I don't want the headlines to be, you know, he performed at my wedding, at son's wedding. I want it to be about my wedding and it's my day. Cassie, what if Britney Spears was your cousin? And she said, mm. Cassie, I would be honored to sing Not Yet a Girl, Not Yet a Woman, or whatever no. it is. She she can sing at my second wedding, and it'll be Oops, I Did It Again. <laughs> and by the way, I'm expecting my invitation to Millie Bobby Brown and the son of Bon John Bojo beef, whatever his you name didn't, is. That's exactly <laughs> why I didn't say his name, because I couldn't get it right. Because uh, I met her last night, 
And she is stunning. Mm-hmm. She's, she really Which is. Which it sounds weird to say because I still picture her as the little mm-hmm. 11 girl. But uh, we met her last night at a book signing. And... It went so it went by so fast, but it was my wife's birthday, and she said, "Happy birthday!" Is <laughs> that your British accent? <laughs> yeah. Happy wow. birthday. <laughs> was she super sweet? Yeah, she yeah, was really nice. Yeah. Uh, are we not okay? Well, t- okay. Sorry, I was looking at the clock. Sydney Crawford says one of the most iconic talk show hosts treated her like chattel. I'll tell you more on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. Hey, the Burt Show. I do not ha- know how the groom can rebound from this here, right? She's thinking the same thing because uh, the groom had a major slip of the tongue at his wedding. Email reads, this past weekend, I witnessed one of the most awkward moments I've ever seen at a wedding. And it I happen to be front row for it as the maid of honor. All right, sidebar, what is the most awkward thing you guys have ever seen at a wedding? Oh, the garter thing. You know where the groom has to go up the skirt and, uh-huh. like, grab it with his teeth? Are they still doing that? I don't know why people... Vol- they Do they know it's not a part of the ceremony? They don't have to do that in front of Granny and Papa. <laughs> yeah, we we opted not to, to, to do that one. I will not be doing that if I ever get hitched. Um, there was one of my husband's best friends got married. They had a wedding date set, and it got postponed. Well, it was canceled, and then they they figured stuff out, and they went through with the wedding later on. We were all sitting there at the ceremony like, oh, oh God. God. Oh, no. But at the um, reception, the father of the bride got up there and gave a speech that basically railed on the groom. Oh, really? Yeah, it was. Was it supposed to be funny? It was supposed to be funny. He, he thinks this, the father of the bride thought he was funnier than he was. <laughs> so we're sitting there listening to this. And uh, the father of the groom Swear to God, thought he was going to stand up and punch this man in the face because he was just treating um, the groom like a punching bag. And let's just say the problem wasn't coming from that side of the family. (laughs) 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 It was definitely from the other side. I got two from my own wedding. Um, My best friend and my best man, John, gave the most uncomfortable, awkward wedding speech uh, or uh, speech also. It was really, really bad. He was talking about how we met and he was talking about how we were partying in college and he went into like great detail about the drugs that we were doing and it was awful. Yeah. It was really awful. You're like, you're outing me right now. Man. Right. Yeah, doing too much. And the second thing was my dad telling me that after not seeing my mom for like 25 years, but then being at my wedding together, saying, oh, I could totally hook up with your mom tonight. Wow. <laughs> so uncomfortable. While her husband was there. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of weddings, but I, I do remember at my uncle's wedding while um, my, I believe it was my father, was giving her like a really nice heartfelt speech. The server just ate it and dropped like three different plates oh, of no. chicken and fish, and it was Damn. it was very awkward. All right, this is going to get way worse than anything we just mentioned. Uh, I was a bridesmaid at my close friend's wedding this past weekend. Everything was going beautifully up until the moment they said their vows. The groom started his vows. He began to say his ex's name. <sighs> His ex's name instead of my friend's name, which is, of course, the bride. He didn't get the whole name out, but it was obvious enough to make several people gasp. (laughs) And the atmosphere became a bit 
tense. I tried to scan the room and gauge reactions. Everything must have been just happening like in milliseconds for her. The bride seemed to hold it together, but I could tell she was hurt. I was in shock and honestly didn't know how to react, especially since I was standing up there with them. This ex, whose name he said isn't just Some random ex. The groom and his ex had previously been engaged, but they broke up. They'd been broken up for a while, and then he met my friend. Fast forward to now. The couple went ahead with the ceremony and are currently on their honeymoon. I didn't get a chance to talk to the bride post-wedding about what happened, and now... I'm in this weird limbo. I want to be there for my friend and support her, but I also don't want to bring up something that could add to any potential stress she's starting to feel. I'm torn between reaching out or waiting for her to talk about it when she's ready. Do I prepare for an emotional fallout when they return? Or is it possible that it was just an innocent, albeit majorly awkward, slip of the tongue? Thanks for the help, Kelsey. You don't say anything until she says something. You don't mm. say anything at all. No. At all. Right? No. Not a word. I, I wouldn't bring so. it up. I would say something. What were you going to say? What were you going to say? I'd be like, hey, I just want to make sure that you're okay. I know there was a kind of a weird moment at your wedding. Like, are you guys good? Are you on good terms? Do you want to talk about it? And if she says no, then we'll move on. But I, there's no mm. way I could let that slip. Uh, I would be mad at you. Uh-huh. You would? Yes. I would for bringing it up. Uh, for bringing it up. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. If I'm your friend and I didn't bring it up, that was for a reason. I don't want you to bring it up either. Listen, I'm just trying to be there for my friends emotionally. Uh, no, you're trying to, like, she, maybe she has, like, this barely there band-aid on, and you just ripped it off. Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes I really stuff down my emotions, and I brush things off, and sometimes I feel like when people don't ask about it, it means that they don't care. And for me, it would mean a lot Oof. that somebody would go out of their way to just make sure that I was okay and make sure that... And take my feelings into account. Mm-mm. I don't know. If it was a good friend, yeah. I would say something. I'm not saying a word. Not a word. Up. Now, getting back to this couple, though, I don't know. I mean, they're going to get over it. And I'm sure he's going to say, I was just super, super nervous. I don't even know where it came from. Uh, she's in my past. I am marrying you. But still, mm. on that particular second when that happens. Mm. He had one job. One job. One, one job. job. Get, her, get, get his new wife's name right. <laughs> if I'm reading correctly, he... Oh, no, the moment they said their vows. Yes. I thought he was at the reception and making a speech. Nah, and at that man. point, the nerves should be gone. The rest of that ceremony would have been rough for me. Samantha, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Good morning. Hello. What's up? So I was at my reception when I got married last August, tripped on my wedding dress (laughs) in the bathroom and fell and broke both bones in my arm. Oh, no. So you fell backwards and broke both arms? No, I fell forward. Oh, God. So you came out of the bathroom in your bride dress just with arms dangling? <laughs> Actually, one of my girls found me in the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> no. Was this before you had even done the ceremony? No, this was at the reception. At the reception. Okay, so you were at least married. <laughs> she got the ring off. Yeah. yeah. going to go on our honeymoon, though. Oh, oh, oh. Where were you supposed to go? Jamaica. Did you were you able were you ever able to make it up? No, my medical bills are way too. Oh, oh no, no. <laughs> that sucks. It's horrible. I'm yeah. sorry. 
Everything else going okay? <laughs> everything else in the marriage all right? Yeah, everything else is good. Okay. Right. okay. All right, bye now. Imagine breaking a bone at your wedding. Is that a song? Multiple bones. That is rough. It should be a country song. I know what you're thinking. Don't get all nasty. <laughs> not breaking a bone. Right. I wasn't thinking that. Oh, oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> get it. The Bird Show. We know dating is very hard. We've heard the horror stories from Abby. We've heard the horror stories from Mo. And I'm wondering if it's even harder in the city of Atlanta. Mm. I've heard this is a bad city today. I, I have so many single friends moving from Atlanta mm-hmm. because the dating scene is that dismal. I think that's bull crap. Yeah, dating is bad everywhere because the reality is you are going to be incompatible with 95% <laughs> of the population. And that's a good thing because mm-hmm. if you were compatible with everybody, then you'd just be going around banging everyone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well said. You're quite a philosopher. Socrates, <laughs> <Yeah>. Abby Murphy. <laughs> Here's what I found, Kristen, and you've bounced around the country a little bit also, right? I, I and did. I've been in D.C., I've been in Dallas, I've been here in Atlanta for a while, I grew up in California, and there are two things that are always consistent when it comes to dating, right? If you're a woman, you say men in this city, then there are women. And if you're a man, you say the same thing. And generally in every city, it's about (laughs) 50-50, always. So you use that as a convenient excuse. And the second thing is, oh my God, this city sucks to date in. I'm with Abby. Every city sucks to date in. I will say there are some cities that are better depending on your gender and what you're looking for. So, for example, when I lived in Austin, there was a higher ratio of men to women. And I definitely felt that because I I felt like they put a lot more effort into the dates. Like I was getting asked out on literal excursions to like (laughs) water parks and dinners. And the tone definitely changed when I was an intern in New York. Definitely felt like there was a difference there. But there were also positives because I felt like men in New York were a little bit more blunt. And I appreciated that. I will say, I did change my hinge location to a city with the best ratio for straight women looking for for straight men for about a week. And I will say my results were incredible. Yeah. So it's San Jose, California. There's like 55% men to women. <laughs> and the attention I was getting for that week, I was thinking about quitting this job and moving to San Jose. That is not hilarious. <laughs> so I have a friend who's been on the dating scene for a while. And whenever I see her, I'm always like, all right, I've been in a committed relationship for 17 years. Let me live vicariously through you. Like, you know, how's the dating life going? Met any good guys, blah, blah, blah. And it's just horror story after horror story. And she is now, she she lives in Midtown, works in Buckhead, and she goes, I kid you not, we are going OTP to find men. There's so many F-boys in Buckhead, and they think um, it's just the vibe is off, and she's not digging their cocky energy. So <laughs> they, this weekend, are going to Roswell to hunt for men. Ooh, <laughs> I, I kid you not. We're going manhunting. <laughs> Be very quiet. I thought I saw one. Um, I thought I saw a man. I do think that, I mean, Buckhead... Even though I, I still don't think Buckhead is what it used to be as far as, like, the party scene goes. But for this generation, it's still the place to go for F-boys and F-women. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I do think that it's just a little bit more mature outside the perimeter, right? So they're they're, they're cruising mm-hmm. OTP to Roswell this weekend. This is an epidemic. She has not one, not two, but three friends recently who were dating guys and found out they were married. <gasps> wow. See? I don't know what that is, but mm-hmm. I, I hear that about Atlanta all the time. And so they're hiding that they're married? Yes. Or yes. They're, oh, okay. they're saying yeah. they're separated. Yeah. They're about, they just got divorced. They're about to get divorced. Mm-hmm. She goes, not one, not two, three girlfriends of mine have all experienced this where they were dating somebody they actually really liked and then come to find out he's married. And you think that's an Atlanta thing? I don't know. It, mm. I don't know if it's an Atlanta thing, but for some reason, the, the women that I know here that are single, like the, every single one of them has said that they met someone they liked that ended up being married. It's a really good question. Um, back to um, where like the single dudes are, if you're not going to be in Buckhead, if you hit us up on like Instagram, DM us and tell us like which, which parts of the city are great Mm-hmm. For singles that are outside the perimeter. I mean, because we already know Beltline's going to be great, right? Or at least there's going to be a lot of singles there. We know Midtown's going to be great. Buckhead's probably going to be great. But if you really wanted to go manhunting yes. outside the perimeter where they're not expecting it, <laughs> um, where are you going? Well, I told her, I'm like, well, we have an event Thursday night, which is tonight. Yeah. We're doing our Avalon Noon Tonight fashion benefit for Burt's Big Adventure. And I'm like, come to Alpharetta. Uh, <laughs> she's got a concert to go to tonight, so unfortunately she can't come. Halcyon up there might be great also. Maybe. But uh, Avalon, uh, for sure. Uh, there's got to be a million places outside the perimeter where there are single dudes. There has to be. Yeah, can't just be Buckhead, right? <laughs> Next I time think- I see her, I'll get a report on Roswell. <laughs> let you know what's up. Okay. It is Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, I love this. It started September 15th. It goes through October 15th. And it is a month-long celebration to properly recognize the significant contributions of Hispanic Latino Americans and what they've made here in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I found this really interesting. If um, you're not familiar with Hispanic Heritage Month, this has been going on since 1968. I did not know that. It started as a week, and then in 1988, um, President Reagan expanded it to an entire month. And the reason why they choose September 15th 15th through October 15th is because there's a lot of um, Latin countries that are celebrating Independence Days. So, for instance, September 15th, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, all celebrated their Independence Day. Mm. Mexico was September 16th. Um, Chile, it was September 18th. And today, Belize is celebrating Mm. their Independence Day. So that's kind of why they chose that specific month. Okay. And I thought it would be really cool for us to highlight some Hispanic or Latin restaurants that we love to frequent in and around the area. Oh, I could get into this. I know, right? So the first one that I want to give a shout out, and I kid you not, our family goes here at least once a week. (laughs) (laughs) And that's Taxco Restaurante Mecano over off Roswell Road in Buckhead. When you find a Mexican restaurant that has banging salsa, banging mm. cheese dip, and the best enchiladas, you don't go anywhere else. Jimmy is obsessed with the rice. I dip, um, I take I take my fork and I dip it in the cheese and I dip in the rice. So it's, it's cheese and rice is what he's eating. And he he freaking loves it. And then the other one I wanted to give a shout out to was El Super Pan, um, located mm. in Pond City Market in the Battery. So Puerto Rican uh, chef Hector Santiago um, is head of these restaurants. He was on Top Chef and I'm obsessed with that show. And let me tell you, when you go get the tostones, the fried green plantains. Oh my God, they are. And that Cuban sandwich is ridiculous as well. Bart, you want to go next? Uh, Sure. Um, Mine is right down the street from yours. Um, And I've told you guys about El Taco Velos, which 
which I absolutely adore. It's just really authentic Mexican food. Uh, I've told you guys before, when I walk into a Mexican restaurant, I want the people behind the counter to kind of freak out a little bit. They're, they're going to have to speak English. <laughs> um, so that's what it is at El Taco Veloz. Um, and it's just so authentic and so good. And the other one I would say um, for great Mexican food, I've only tried them in Gainesville. I don't know if they're around the area outside of Gainesville, but El Sombrero, El Som. Oh, I want it right now. <laughs> it's just so good. So that would cover Mexican, but I am willing to go above and beyond for you and go to more of these restaurants this week. Oh, for me, it's the Cliffs de Luna. Um, that is my spot. I've gone there many a times. It's off Ashford and Dunwoody Road. They have uh, Thursday nights, which is my favorite night to go. They also have Latin nights. It's great music. If you want to dance, mm-hmm. the vibes are right, and the food is also really good. For me, this is a place where I was asking people where I should go when I first moved here and what would be good date spots. And somebody said, next time somebody asked you out, tell them to go to Palo Santo Rooftop in Midtown. And I never got to go on a date there, but I did get to go mm-hmm. to the rooftop. And it is such a vibe. Not only is the are the food and drinks amazing, but I really love going to a place that feels like a mm-hmm. like a nice atmosphere. And that place is very chic, so highly recommend Taco Cantina and Smyrna, best Cuban you will ever have, hands down. This chef, he has worked with some of the best chefs in the city, some of the best restaurants. Yeah, just order the Cuban. Trust me, we order there once a week. Mm-hmm. If you have any suggestions, hit us up online, uh, Burtshow.com or on Instagram. That'd be great. It's the Burt Show. Get it? The Burt Show.